That's what you going on, Stu? No doubt. What's good, bro? What's good? Just chilling in the cut, man. I guess it's going to be a uh, quick one tonight. Yeah, where, where, where are you traveling at these days? They got me in Sag Nasty, Saginaw, Michigan. But after that, they're going to try to send me to Bay City and then take me all the way to the top of the state, somewhere I never heard of, and all the way to the other corner of the state before I have to come back to my part of town. What, what part of northern Michigan? Uh, to be honest, I don't even know yet. It's like Chernobyl, something I don't know. Something weird. I never heard of <laughs> Chernobyl. I mean, maybe that's wrong, but it's something funny. Some funny name city. Fair enough. So I, you know, I here what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and open up this mic, and I'm gonna let you just riff here on on some topics. You always have some of the best topics, and you know what? I'm just gonna let you go, and I'll, I'll chime right. in here and there. But th- this is gonna be the Stupak show. Uh, featuring with, oh, excuse me, the Stupak show with Stupak, not featuring with Stupak. No doubt. Let's get it. All right. Well, the first thing I want to touch on, bro, we're going to do this. I'm going to talk about the flight thing. And I heard Billy say the heady play, which it is a heady play, which is don't check your bag when you get there. Wait till you get to the flight and then let them take it down. That's a heady play just because you get your bag checked for free and you still being a courteous flyer by not trying to carry it on and take up all the overhead space. And for the record, out of all the times I flew, I probably only had one bag that was lost and had to get like mailed to my house or something like that. Other than that, every other time I didn't got my bags on time. I even had the TSA go through my bag and I still had the we in my bag after that. So I have to give the utmost respect to the people at the TSA and the bag people. I'm not about to disrespect them like everybody else, even though I know people done got some stuff stolen. It's just never happened to me. Luckily, you feel me? Not not even a little taste? Not not even just a, a little, little little nip of a nug? I mean, if they did, I didn't notice. So it's all good, baby. All good, all squared. It's all fair. You know what I mean? But something I really want to talk about, though, man, I got a little taste of what it'd be like to have my dog Juju at that ET position, and that's what I want, bro. That's what I want. I think the show would be a little more funnier, a little edgier. People would get cracked on a little more. Like, I like Juju at that position. He don't know what sounds to play. I think he might be on top of the sounds. So, I think I'm kind of feeling that. I think he going to end up winning the job, bro. The dark horse, literally. I mean, I've I've always enjoyed Juju on the mic. Juju on the beat, Juju on the mic, whatever you want to call it. Um, so if if he is in the running for EP, he absolutely one hundred percent has my vote. No doubt, and it ain't even like he got to be on the mic. It's just I know he gonna. I can tell he gonna be in there with them sounds, and he gonna know how to mix it up. So yeah. I definitely hope they go that way with it. I think he he'd be cold with it. But another thing, bro, let's talk about this. Uh, I got the perfect way how they should hold out the NBA and the NFL. Because they slipping. They need to hold out together. The NBA, the NFL, college basketball, and college football players all need to hold out together at the same time and hold out for a 70% revenue share, especially in college. But they all need to hold out at the same time. And I think that'll put more pressure on the leagues instead of just one league holding out one year and then one league holding out the next year. I think that's what they need to do. They need to squad up, come together. 
So they're they're just holding out for for revenue sharing. Money, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's is always about the money. I would say money and another thing I would do because they always talk about they can't eliminate back to backs, bro. I would do Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then the next week they would do like or no, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then the next week they would do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You never have to play it back to back with that type of schedule. So you could always do it like that. And then you could get teams two days off in between. But basically, you had a everybody's gonna have a game every day, especially when the football season is over with. So they need to run it like that. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So three games one week, four games the next week. May season can run like that. I guess a lot of things they can do with this collective bargaining agreement. I just don't think they put any minds to it. You feel me? And then another thing, bro, I wouldn't want no uh the luxury tax for teams who draft good players and then I got to pay them a super max. No, bro, don't tax me at all. I think it should go the other way. I think they shouldn't be a tax. I think the, those players shouldn't even count against the tax. Like at most, it should count as a regular max. And if I got a player that's from my team and I give them a super max, it shouldn't count as a super max. It should just count as a regular max because that's unfair to good teams and you punishing good teams to pay the bad teams. And this should be another rule, bro. While we at it, every team that don't make the playoffs for five years has to help pay the luxury tax bills too for every team that made the playoffs that's paying the luxury tax bill. So for every year you don't make the uh, playoffs after five years, it'll go up just like uh, how it goes up for luxury tax teams. So I'll run it like that too, bro. Punish the losers, bro. Quit letting them be losers and letting everything be okay. Then y'all get mad at the players when they want to get traded. No, dog, if y'all don't make the playoffs five straight years, it's about to cost you some money. And that's how you really help the competitive balance because you make them have to win or they're going to lose money. What about uh, going the baseball route and just completely eliminating the salary cap? I mean, I'm not against that either. But I think if you eliminate the salary cap, then the minimum will get a lot lower. They'll sign a lot more minimum players because you might sign three players for $50 million, then bring in the rest low ball. But I don't know. But, yeah, I'm really not against getting rid of the salary cap. Like, that salary cap don't really bother me. It can go. Yeah, because, I mean, in, in baseball, the salary cap, you know, that's been eliminated since – like the mid nineties, maybe like 93, 94, something like that. And not every single season does the highest payroll actually win. I mean, I want to say maybe it's happened, you know, in the last 30 years that the highest payroll has won the world series, maybe five or six times. I'll have to go back and kind of check those numbers, but yeah, I mean, just because you have the highest payroll doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, be the best, you know, especially when it comes to playoff times, you have, you know, the five game series, seven game series. So. And in football, I wouldn't even have quarterbacks count towards the cap. They, oh, just, uh, just eliminate the cap altogether. Yeah, I mean, but even if they keep the cap, had the quarterbacks not even count towards the cap. So if you want to have a $50 million, $100 million quarterback, that's on you, bro. So that way it'll help everybody else on the team get paid. And you don't just have Patrick Mahomes trying to win with seventh round, sixth round picks, rookie deals, free agent guys. You know what I mean? You can actually 
pay some play. You can keep a Tyreek Hill if Patrick Mahomes' salary isn't on the books. You feel me? It's all about really keeping the teams together. I want to reward teams that do the right things and draft right and scout and develop. And they to like Oklahoma City took their lumps and they lost. And then they finally got good. They had to get rid of James Harden. They shouldn't have had to do that. They should have just been able to pay everybody and that damn near with either no tax, like you said, or or no salary cap, or it just don't count against the tax like that. Like you can't tax them for having superstars that they drafted and developed. Well, and going back to the discussion about if you haven't, you know, won anything in the last five years or you haven't made the playoffs, what about going to the like the Premier League system where you have, you know, relegation? You know, you don't win the league, you're not in the top, you know, 80%, you get dropped down to the XFL or you get dropped down to the USFL. And then you got to fight to get back up to get that revenue sharing. I think the talent discrepancy is so big. And like, say, if you did it in the NBA or NFL, you can't really uh, think the XFL team will be able to compete, per se, if you drop one team down and brought up the champion XFL team or the champion G League team. Or, you know what I mean? Like, where are you going to get this other team from? If that's the case, obviously, you have to cut the NBA down, maybe like, knock out six teams and then or knock out six teams in each league and then do something like that. So you that trying to bring like an XFL team with somebody, I don't think they'll be good enough and they'll just end up getting replaced by the team that just left. Well the NBA only has two rounds of draft, right? When they're doing their draft, you only get two rounds and then everyone else goes undrafted and then is is what just a uh summer camp, summer league invitee, right? And then those people get down to the G League. Well, if you open up more rounds, you open up to NBA draft and you open up the remaining, you know, two or three rounds to include G League, that's how you can get a more broader, you know, talent pool. I feel what you're saying. I definitely feel what you're saying. It's just getting the competition. Yeah, getting enough quality players to like the point with that would be to have a team that's good enough to once they get up there, they can stay up there for a couple of years and not just get knocked back down the next year. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? That's the only thing I'm saying about that. But shit, well, that is a dope idea. And they should also like get rid Alabama, of that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Alabama or LSU probably could have held it down for a year or two during their prime runs. If they did that, like that would have been dope. You feel me? Right. Especially the Joe Burrow LSU team or the uh, Alabama with Derrick Henry and all them. That have been straight. Right. At least so we think. So we think. But, yeah, I think they need to hold out as a group, though. That's the way it'll work. If they came together, held out as a group, that'll be – that'll put a lot more pressure on the owner instead of just doing it individual. Yeah. And that's what I feel about that. But what else is going on in the world of beat though? Man, uh, it is my favorite week of the year. Uh, just like Sugat's, it's Masters Week. Uh, today was the par three competition there at uh, at Augusta National. Tomorrow, Thursday, is day one of the Masters. And God, I just, it's it's the whole, you know, coming of spring it's the whole you know 
everything starts to feel alive, up, buddy. right? I, I can't even hear you. I don't know how that's about to play out. But you froze up. I froze or up. Beep is on freeze. Or... I I mean I I'm still talking. That that may just be uh, be. You're, you're sagging nasty connection. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's master's week, man. I just, I, I love this week so much. Feel that, bro. I'm not the biggest golf fan, so I really don't know too much about it, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. So what would your favorite week be? Fa- favorite week on the sports calendar? Favorite week on the sports calendar? Oh, yeah. Actually, well, well, okay, we'll, we'll we'll do this here. We'll kind of open it up. Maybe not the fit your favorite week, but what is what is the best month for sports? I I, I have two different answers, and it could really go either way. So, what would be your favorite month on the sports calendar? Mm. That's a good one too, man. Ooh, it has to either be between. How far apart are the NBA and NFL draft? Because if that can be in my 30 day cycle, I'll probably pick that. that well, the NFL draft, I think, is in April. And I'm not quite sure when the NBA draft is, but. I want to say they both on like the 20, like April 22nd, 24th, and May 22nd, 24th, or something like that. So if I can get that 30 day cycle, I'll probably pick that. Other so the NBA that, draft is in June. Oh, okay. So it, are the NBA finals and the NFL draft in the same month? Because if they take, if I can get that, I'll take that. So the NFL oh, draft man. is in April and then the finals are, are also in June. Dang. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with June then since the finals and the draft both in June. I'm going to go June. Okay. That seems like a nice year. I'm going to go June. Okay. Go so, but if I had to go ahead, go ahead. So, so this is a toss-up between April or October, and here's the reason. And I'm going to let you kind of decide and see which way works best. In April, to start the month, you have the end of March Madness, so you have the NCAA Basketball Championship, men and women. Also in April, you have the start of the baseball season, opening day, Major League Baseball starts to come alive. You also have, you know, AAA Baseball, Minor League. That's all starting up. Also in April, you have the Masters. Also in April, you have the NFL Draft. So you have all of these huge sporting events that are really either starting their season or ending their season. You also have uh, NBA getting ready for playoffs. NHL getting ready for playoffs. So you have now six huge events that are kind of wrapping up and really starting to, uh, to take off there. That's April. Here's October. October, you have college football starting up, really getting into the swing. The NFL, been going on for about a month now, really starting, the the season is really starting to kick off. You have Major League Baseball playoffs. You have World Series. You have uh, NBA starting. You have NHL starting. So you have all of these other things really starting up. Uh, or ending their season there in October. So it's either April or October, and those are the right two answers. I'm going to go with April. This is more championship games, more, and it has a draft, so I'm going to roll with April. Yeah. But another topic I had is I want to make customer service great again, yo. Oh, yes, please. This is preposterous. 
I order my kids two phones off Boost, but you know I travel for work, right? So I wasn't there to sign for the phones. So they ended up shipping the phones back to the warehouse. Now I get to receive my refund from Boost Mobile, even though I've contacted them on all their platforms. I called them. I've emailed them. I've sent them DMs on Twitter. I've did everything it is. I've harassed a Boost Mobile care page, and I've yet to receive my money. Now, I've called the customer service line, and they told me that I have to call back in two weeks. Their system is down, right? But now, every time I notice when I call these customer care lines, it's always somebody foreign that's doing the customer care. Now, I feel like as Americans, like, why are we sending, we should be sending the hard jobs overseas for people to do. Why are we sending the easy jobs? Like, it's the pandemic. People want to work from home. You got people who want to be like full-time parents and all that. Why are we not keeping these type of jobs over here with us, bro? Like the easy, like, we shouldn't be allowing them to send all these jobs overseas just so they can do it for cheap labor and then make all this extra money. Like, I'm not really feeling that, bro. That's kind of like an American. These companies that tell you how they're so American, then the first thing they go do is go overseas and do something cheap, do something that's not cool, per se. You feel me? Like, no, bro, bring the companies back over here. Bring the money back over here. Stop being cheap. Help the economy. So as you talking about, probably a million jobs, at least, if they brought call centers back to America, bro. And you think about how much that will help the economy. While you talk about unemployment, people want to work from home, yada, yada, yada. But make customer service great again. Because if I got this recording up, I'm going to play it when we get off of the record. When we start recording, I'm going to play it for you just so you can hear how, like, this is preposterous, man. So as someone who used to work in a call center, I, I, I can kind of give you some some inside information on it, right? So... The, the company that, that I work for now, uh, I worked in the call center before. Um, 80 to 90% of the uh, customer care representatives are all United States based. Um, when those calls into the center get overloaded where there's extended wait times, that's when those get pushed off seas to uh, partner sites. Um but a majority of those calls are are still handled here in the United States. Only when that when their wait time has exceeded a, a certain metric, that's when those calls get offloaded. Now I can't speak to Boost. I don't I don't know what their you know internals look like. Um, but when it comes to call center jobs, those absolutely suck. They are the worst thing to do in customer care in any customer service right because the only time people are calling into customer care is to either (laughs) complain about something be mad about something or something else is wrong they're never calling in just to say hey you know what thank you very much you did a great job i hope you have a wonderful day Oh, yeah, no doubt. I already know that's yeah. the game. But that's kind of like, that's part of the game, yo. Like some things you know when you're part of the game. Certain jobs you take, that's just what it is, per se. You feel me? And then, like, one thing, because I did customer service before, too. I just realized, like, bro, they're not mad at me. They're mad at the company or mad. They might be mad at somebody else, but they're not mad at me because I didn't do nothing to you. So, But in that moment, I am the company. I am the, I am the face of that company. I'm the one person that this 
person can talk to. Yeah, yeah. See, I used to, I just listen to you and then be like, all right, so what would you like me to do? And then see if it's feasible. If it's feasible, I just do it and I can get you out of the way. You be happy. I'm cool. I can keep it moving. If I can't do it, I tell you, I'm sorry. I can't do that. But I will give you a list of options of things I could do. And this is all to keep it from me having to give you your money back. Because one thing I never want to do is give somebody their money back. So yeah, it's a little suggestion everybody. So I'll tell you what I could do. Give you a couple of options. See if we can work something out and keep it cool like that. Like I've had people upset as hell at me before. And then just be like, okay, so what would you like me to do? Like, <laughs> I understand everything you're saying, bro. I just got here, dog. What you want me to do, bro? For real. Yeah. But no, I think we need to stop sending. And everybody has said that before, bro. But I think it's kind of getting preposterous, especially with how they keep. It's not like, oh, y'all doing this and then keeping the price of everything the same, which are really doing is trying to eliminate the middle class. So you raise the price of everything while the like everybody, so say they raise the minimum wage, right? But everybody else who was making more than minimum wage didn't receive a raise to reflect the raise that the minimum wage got. So then they say since the minimum wage got raised, they're going to raise the cost of everything, raise the whole cost of living. So now you raise the cost of living and basically what you're doing is eliminating the middle class, bro. And that's not really cool either. Why they keep getting rich as hell? You feel me? Like, so make Make America great again, man. Bring back the company. Or then make them pay a hell of tax, bro. We can't let them send all the jobs over there and then not pay no taxes. Not pay no American taxes. Not pay no taxes overseas. They just don't pay taxes nowhere, bro. They just start here getting money. Flying boats and shit. What I really what I really think we need to get get a, get a handle on is the uh, the scam calls. Oh man. Yeah, th- th- those uh those people <laughs> that sit in, in little rinky dink offices and calling you know old people and scamming them out of thousands upon thousands of dollars that's what needs to get handled yeah we definitely need to do that too with all the surveillance they're doing but speaking of flying boats and drugs hey it was funny as hell when mike ryan said uh i don't appreciate this kid talking to me like that he's like i was with very famous people <laughs> doing lots of drugs don't look at me for a month. I was cracking up, dog. Like, dog, stupid as hell, bro. They've been fooling, bro. I enjoyed the shows this week, dog. They've been on fire all week. And last week, chill. they really been on fire, for real. The shows have been pretty awesome. And you know it. Oh, that's what he's... Dog, that's what had me rolling. He said, Greg, Cody hit me with an and you know it. And I knew it. <laughs> I'm not about to And you know it. He said, hey, you know, hey, he said he hit me with it, and you know it, and I knew it. Dog, <laughs> oh, I was rolling, bro. That's and that's going to do it for this episode of Post Post Game Show. This has been Out Beep Count on Twitter. Joined tonight by Stu Pock out in Detroit City. We will talk to you next time. And you know it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.